0: This is the podcast for your punk ass College football season is well underway Oh yeah? And what's still the problem? No black
1: head coaches Now the space between right and wrong they fear most Space between good and bad is so close Never worth it to practice and never make perfect the drip Kendrick, like Kendrick's, they all perking. Running up and down, cause cats be trolling. I'm drawing maps for the final straw with James Dolan. With more than one shell casing laying on the floor. But I was wrong to calm, never comes before the storm. Only comes long after everybody's gone. It's a race war, the way they chasing me like Jason
0: Bourne. And I'm going to start with Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman, the black head coach. Now, I remember back in the day, Notre Dame hired Ty Willingham... His first season, he went ten and two, and Notre Dame is back. Everybody's all fired up. All the skeptics are like, mm, "We'll see." But then his the second year, he went five and seven. Then his third year, he went six and six. He was twenty-one and fifteen, and that's just not cutting it. In fact, before Ty Willingham, they were gonna—they thought about—they made an offer to Urban Meyer, who went to the University of Florida and won two championships at UF. You know, Tim Tebow and them down here in the swamp. But many people say that's really the end of Notre Dame's program, right? It seems like they do get to the championship game. They're not competitive. They're just not getting the top talent like they used to get. I mean, that's just the reality, folks. You know what the top programs are. You know who wins all the time. Let's not put our head in the sand. We're talking about winning and cha- we're talking about winning championships, getting to a January 1st bowl, or getting to a bowl game. Notre Dame sees themselves like Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, and those programs. So Ty Willingham basically had three seasons. So Marcus Freeman started 0-2. Now, of course, they're throwing in last year's bowl loss. They said he lost his first three games. They pulled out a tight one against Cal 24-17. But let's be honest, folks. The donors are worried. The AD is worried. Let's be honest. They already lost two games. College playoff is out. let something really crazy happens. It's a wrap. They're playing for a January 1st Bowl at the, at the maximum. Notre Dame. I mean, let's just be honest with it. So, Freeman will probably get three seasons. And even if he goes 9-3, 9-3, it's not good enough. But I got somebody for you. Urban Meyer. You heard it first on the podcast for your punk ass. Notre Dame will be such in the hole that Urban Meyer's name will come up. He's been removed for years. He goes to rehab, do a little counseling, gets some retrospective, sits around. I'm a nice guy, I'm reformed, blah, blah, blah. His kids are grown, so that's he's an empty nester, so that's not a consideration. But Notre Dame is desperate. And Urban Meyer, he does crazy stuff, but he recruits talent. Let's just be honest, look at Florida... Did Ohio State just check out his record when he was at Utah bowling green. He wins, he wins games. That's just the bottom line, especially on the collegiate level. Right? And how do you win games? Yeah, you get the best talent. Mm-hmm. And that's what the young people know at Urban Meyer. Yeah, you could talk about all his off-court, off-field stuff. But if you some 19 year old kid, Urban Meyer comes to the crib, he'll say, Look at my record. How many guys put in the pros? And I get you some NIL money. This is Notre Dame. But what about the contradictions? Notre Dame no not care. They want to win. So Freeman got a lot of pressure. There's no doubt about it. He knows it. Let's be real. He's not going to talk about it. But he knows there's pressure. You got three seasons. You got to bring in your guys, win some games. But see, it's not just winning games wins nine games, nine games, nine games. That's not good enough for Notre Dame. That's Notre Dame, folks. The Golden Helmets, the Fighting Irish. You talk about college football, you say Notre Dame. The Gipper, Rudy, you know all the iconic films. Notre Dame in Indiana. Let's keep talking about college football. I got another coach on the hot seat. Mickey Joseph, the interim head coach in Nebraska Cornhuskers. I'm going to say it right now. He will not get the full-time job. I'm going to keep it 1,000 with you. He's the first black head coach in the entire state of Nebraska. I bet you Nebraska, Wyoming, Utah, South Dakota, North Dakota, I bet you those states got the same thing. But Joseph made a mistake. They lost to Oklahoma, and he said, it's on me. It's not on you, brother. It's on the coach before you and before that. Why? They can't get good talent. Scott Frost, who ends up being bought out for $15 million, while your boy Mickey Jones is only making $600,000. Ain't that crazy? Well, Dave, we have Jay Reyes,
1: production contributor to the podcast for your punk ass. But he also covers Nebraska football on his Twitter page at Jay Reyes BXNY. And this is what he had to say. This was his perspective on the current state of Nebraska football.
2: Nebraska football is currently in a state of confusion. A large portion of the fan base are still recovering from the fact the chosen one, Scott Frost, failed so miserably. Mickey Joseph has brought real leadership professionalism and accountability to the head coach's position and that's only led to more confusion while a section of fans want to bring in a big name head coach other fans like mickey they want to see him succeed he's a nebraska guy and he's proven to be a great coach if mickey joseph wins six games and gets this team to a bowl game the conversation gets really interesting i feel what nebraska wants to do is to hire someone that will keep mickey joseph on the staff but would Mickey be okay with that? If he wins a few more games, does another team come in, like say Colorado, and offer him the head coaching position? Now with the early signing day, you want to have your coach in place by December. And that's still in the middle of most team seasons. It's going to be interesting.
0: Nebraska got blown out by Oklahoma 49-14. Remember that game used to mean something back in the day? Tom Osborne, Barry Switzer, The boss, you know what I mean? And all them guys from back in the day. That a game doesn't mean jack. Because Nebraska doesn't have any talent. So, bro, don't put it on you, son. You can just say, those aren't my players. You inherited a train wreck. Just like what Obama said with the economy in 2008. I inherited, the economy was in a ditch. Had to get it out the ditch. Nebraska's program's in a ditch. But he said, it's on me. Don't say that. But I'm going to say it right here. They're not going to hire this brother for the full-time position. I'm telling you right now. Nebraska be lucky to come out 500 this year. Or win five or six games. So those two brothers are in hot seats. There's no doubt about it. Marcus Freeman and Mickey Joseph are in hot seats. A lot of pressure. This is why it's tough for these black head coaches. Look at the teams you get. They don't start off at Alabama. You see what I'm saying? It's not like Nick Saban's going to retire, then they're going to bring in a black guy. Just keep the ball rolling. Or or Kirby Smart retires from Georgia and bring in a black guy. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do the same thing Kirby Smart did. Get all the top players. Georgia hasn't missed the beat. Why? They keep filling up the talent. Let's not be in denial. They get the top talent. Notre Dame, Nebraska doesn't get that elite talent. There's a big difference in the talent. So these brothers are out here playing with three-star guys, two-star guys, walk-ons. Come on now. Georgia got pro. How many pro players? Look at their defense last year. So, so again, it's like these brothers are walking up a down escalator. But they'll give it their all. They'll do their best. I'm just not optimistic because I know what Notre Dame wants. Nebraska's just fooling itself. That program is in a ditch, and it needs talent to get out of that ditch. But Mickey Joseph is not going to get the opportunity to coach that team because I'm telling you right now, they're going to hire somebody else.
1: You are now listening to the podcast for your
0: punk ass. For those of you that don't know, there's a big scandal in the state of Mississippi of $77 million that's supposed to go help poor people but guess what there's been a scandal where that money's been siphoned off to wealthy people and as you know pennsylvania i mean mississippi is one of the poorest states in this country so what happened a woman by the name of nancy new starts a nonprofit profit it takes money from the health human services of mississippi and channels it to her friends challenged it to her son. He gets a cut. The governor of of, of former governor of Mississippi Phil Bryant. And of course we have Mississippi's favorite Brett Favre. Now you know as well as I know if this was Doug Williams right Douglas Wilder, former governor of Virginia and some other black person, this would be all over the news. Doug Williams would be under the jail. Brent Favre took some of that money, allegedly, supposed not allegedly, they gave a million dollars to give some speeches they never gave. He paid that back, but he still owes $220,000 on the interest. In other words, I'm not paying the interest. I already paid what I got to pay. And he claims he didn't know where that money was coming from, but now they got text, brother. It says this right here. This is Brett Favre's test on August 3rd, 2017. If you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? Come on, son. What does that mean? If you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? That text was to Nancy New. She responded, no, we never had the information publicized. I understand you being uneasy about that, though let's see what happens on Monday with the conversation with some of the folks in Southern. Maybe we'll click with them. That's, uh, that's where Brett Favre played football, University of Southern Mississippi, where his daughter played volleyball and those funds went to build him a volleyball court. The former governor, Phil Bryant, went to the same school. This was straight fraud. And guess who else got money? Ted DiBiase. Remember him from wrestling? He got a cut. His son's got a cut. Marcus Dupree got a cut for his equestrian camp for underprivileged children. This is straight wrong, folks. The money's supposed to go to the poorest of the poor. And it got siphoned off into these other nonprofits, air quotes. Now, of course, what's happening now is Nancy knew... At pleaded guilty to 13 felony counts, bribery, fraud, racketeering. So, what they tried, this is how you know how it works, folks. We get Nancy New and she has to start snitching. That's how it works. Start naming names. And Brett Favre's name should be at the top of the damn list because you know if it was a black quarterback, if it was Doug Williams. I'm going to say, Mike Vick, because that's easy. If it was Douglas Wilder, former governor of Virginia, and some other black person, you know as good as damn well, this be a lead story on ESPN, CNN. Oh, how can I take money from these poor black people? Oh, they should be all arrested. But Brett Favre out here in these streets, owing that money, knowing what he did was wrong, And he's still out here on these streets walking around. That's the problem, folks. In other words, this money was part to give to the states, but the states have the authority to spend as they wish. So, of course, the money's supposed to provide cash assistance to poor families, promote employment, prevent out-of-wedlock pregnancies, encourage two-parent families, all right? But guess what? Most of that money was frauded out. Through these quote unquote non-profits. Ted DiBiase and his ministry. He got a cut. His son's got a cut. Nancy News' son got a cut. That's how this works. That's how corruption works. They're not worried about getting caught. That's what he said. If you were to pay me. Is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? Well they found out Brett. And pay back that damn interest. You got that money? Got the NFL pension? That is tragedy. And he bought the paid money, put on a volleyball gym. That's straight robbery. Yeah, not only that,
1: but they are stealing money from poor people. And the water's all messed up in Mississippi now, right? Remember a while back
0: talking about dirty water Flint with the lead pipes? Yeah. Well, here we go again, folks infrastructure. Mississippi is a Republican state with Jackson being a blue, a democratic, democratic city. Why? I have 150,000 people in Jackson, 80% are African American. It's a majority black city. Now, 1990, it wasn't a majority, but what happens once you get the white flight? In other words, when the towns become more African American, whites run to these suburbs and take the resources with them so there's been a big disinvestment in infrastructure in Jackson, Mississippi so before this whole thing went down there was a water boil alert which means what? your water's dirty just like Flint because why? the resource has been put into the water facility in the last 30 years why? because there's no tax base, why? White flight, no resources, Republican state. They don't want to spend money on infrastructure. Just cut taxes. This is why how all this works. So guess what? You have delayed maintenance. That's what happens. Think of your car, your home. You got your little budget. I'll put this off, put this away, put this off. And the problem only gets worse. And that's what happened in Jackson. So now according to the mayor it's one to two billion to fix I already know right now Jackson, Mississippi don't have a billion dollar surplus let's be real the money gotta come from the state and the federal government but this is the problem when you're in a red state and you go in Jackson most of the delegates are gonna be what? Republicans so for them, oh there we go again spending all that money on the black people in Jackson you see? That's how this thing goes down. So they need to fix all those old lead pipes which costs money. And we saw the same problem in Flint. Now they've replaced most of those pipes, but guess what? People still don't trust the system. See, this is what happens when government doesn't do its job. It creates distrust. So if you go to somebody in Flint, they probably still give you some bottle water. Yo, son, don't drink the tap. Shower with your mouth closed I still don't trust that dirty water so you get the same attitude in Jackson you see and who does that inconvenience the majority black people in that town so whether it's Jackson Mississippi or Flint Michigan we have a water problem guess what it's only going to get worse in other cities because of what old infrastructure old lead pipes systems haven't been upgraded modernized because why we people don't want to republicans don't want to spend the money but when you spend the money guess what that creates jobs helps the economy and more importantly it keeps people healthy you shouldn't be drinking dirty water anywhere but particularly in the United States brown tap water Are you serious? The richest country in the world that doesn't make any sense when it comes to black people, environmental racism. That's how that works. There's no dirty water in the suburbs of Jackson. They're showering. They're Uh, drinking. They're showering. They're drinking. They're uh, showering. uh, They're drinking. They're Uh, showering. uh, They're drinking. They're showering. uh, They're drinking. They're showering. Uh, They're drinking. Not even thinking about it. But then the other problem is, guess what? They blame black, the black leaders in these towns. But these are historical problems. So again. Well, you got a black mayor. It's their fault. They're incompetent. You have a black school board. It's their fault. They're incompetent. No, it's systemic racism. That when black folks finally get in the game, this, guess what? The tax base is decreased because why? All the good jobs left. All the resources go to the suburbs. Clean pipes, clean water. There's even a study about when they... At, look at the temperature in New York City, Beaks. The Bronx is warmer than the Upper West Side of Manhattan because there's less trees. Remember, I told you last week that fool Herschel Walker said we got too many trees. But again, when we look at certain parts of the Bronx, look at there's not enough trees, not enough parks. But you go to Upper West Side of Manhattan, it's eight degrees cooler. So who suffers? Black and brown people. You ca- you're catching it every which way. It's like the vice grip. Environmental racism. I got the police. I got the schools. I'm getting hit every which way. These are some serious problems out here in these streets. This is why, again, folks, voting matters. Because guess what? These have to be addressed with policy. You want better pipes, it's policy. You want clean water, it's policy. You want cooler temperatures in the Bronx? It's policy. Both parties are not the same. Stop saying that. There's one party's trying to address these issues. It's not perfect, but at least they're acknowledging. Damn, it's eight degrees warm in the Bronx. We gotta do something. We need to plant more trees. Damn, this dirty water in Jackson. We need to spend money on infrastructure and get some clean pipes. <laughs>
1: So now I know you've been following this story about Robert Sava, owner of the Phoenix Suns. He owns the Phoenix Mercury, I believe, too, dropping N bombs and all misogynistic type of
0: uh, behavior and language.
1: Oh no. He
0: got suspended one year by uh Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, and a ten million dollar fine. So for them paying ten million is like me paying a five hundred dollar fine. Let's be real. Ten million of him is pennies in the dollar. Let's be honest. So the question is, why isn't he suspend, Why isn't he kicked off or lose the team like Donald Sterling yeah. of the Los Angeles Clippers? Exactly. Yeah. Well, this is the reason: it's saying there's no smoking gun. Uh... In other words, there's no tape. Now, Super saying, well, it's not because of the tape. Yes, it is. That's the problem with anything with racism and sexism, folks. If there's no videotape, it does. So, in other words. If 10 people accused him of saying X, unless we have it on tape, you can't do anything about it. Now, some can say, yeah, we had tape with Rodney King. Look what happened in 92. But that's the problem with how this works. Now, there's pressure from PayPal to say he shouldn't come back because PayPal have their stickers on the Phoenix Suns uniform, just like Nike. I've heard anything from Phil Knight. Also, one of the minority owners, um, uh, J-A-H-M Najafi, saying he should never come back. So if you got the sponsors, minority, minority owners, and maybe hinting of boycotting games, let's always get this guy to give up his team. So, of course, he'll go to workshops. This is Sarva workshops, say I'm sorry. There's all this other stuff. You know, go through the rigmaroo. The one, Rigmaroo. <laughs> now, of course, Silver's saying he shows remorse. Somebody says he's a nice guy. In other words, they're trying to distance him from Donald Sterling. But Sterling is caught on tape. Older white guy. He's, you know, been caught on tape. So, therefore, that made it real easy. But he hasn't been caught on tape dropping N-bombs. But you have the stories of these people that he talked about. So, is there a difference, or is Silver scared to pull the plug? Or really, it's not Silver's decision. It's really, are the players gonna boycott, or the other owners gonna get engaged? That's what makes change, folks. Everything else is talk. One year suspension. Okay, what does that mean? You still watch the games from TV, it's big 85 inch television. Let's be honest. You're still involved. You know what's going on. Remember when they suspended George Steinbrenner for two years? When he investigated Dave Winfield secretly and the Yankees got better? And the $10 million fine, that's pennies to this guy. He ain't even tripping about it. Because again, what are these teams worth? Two to three, three billion dollars. So that's no big deal. But let's see how this continues out, right? Let's see. But right now, Silver is not going to take the team away from him. The pressure has to come from the bottom the sponsors, the minority owners, and the players and the fans. The fans stop showing up in them damn games in Phoenix. Guess what happens? When Phoenix travels on the road, don't show up. Guess what happens? Then you have that conversation. That's how the world works. That's what we talk about people, people power over money power and I'm out. That's the
1: show, folks. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and subscribe to the show on iTunes because we're going to bring you another podcast for your punk ass as soon as it's humanly possible because without you the
3: dark brown shades of my skin there would only be us. Only add color to my tears Oh, 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 that splash against my hollow bones that rocks my soul. Oh, 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 oh. Looking back over my false dreams that I once knew, wondering why my. Because I'm black Uh Somebody tell me What can I do Oh Lord Something is holding me back Uh Is it because I'm black Yeah And this well She worked so hard to earn every penny, yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. Something is holding me back. Uh-huh. Is it because I'm black?